0: Welcome to the Abide Daily Podcast from Ecclesy of the Church in Salt Lake City, a time led by our pastors and others in our church to abide in God through prayer, reflection, and the reading of His Word together. Hi, this is Becca. Thanks so much for joining us today. Before we begin our time of prayer and reading, let's start off by taking just a moment to pause and just be still of God's presence with us. Now just take some time to share with the Lord where you're at. You may be just waking up or ending your day, um, but whatever's on your mind, share with him. Also take some time to thank him for all that he is doing, all that he's done, and all that he will do. a prayer for defense and comfort. O Lord, we entreat you mercifully to hear us and grant that we, to whom you have given the desire to pray, may, by your mighty aid, be defended and comforted in all our adversities. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever, amen. Father God, thank you for space today um, to read these truths in your word. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would lead and give us understanding, that you would open our ears, that we may hear, and open our eyes, that we may see new things in your word. Draw near and meet with me and lead us into your kingdom today. Today's reading comes from Matthew 13, verses 1 through 52, and I'll be reading verses 1 through 23. Starting in verse 1. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea, and great crowds gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat down. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. Then the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered them, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For to the one who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables, because seeing, they do not see, and hearing, they do not hear, nor do they understand. Indeed, in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled that says, you will indeed hear, but never understand. You will indeed see, but never perceive. And did not hear it. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word immediately falls away as for what was sown among the thorns this is the one who hears the word but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it proves unfaithful as for what was sown on good soil this is the one who hears the word and understands it he indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundredfold in another sixty and in another 30. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. One of my initial responses to this passage was truly just a heart of thankfulness. When you see Jesus going out to the crowds. Um, those who did not have eyes to see did not have ears to hear, yet he spread the good news um and i think just the gratitude of knowing that we being enemies of god were chosen by him um who opened our eyes and opened our ears to actually hear and understand the good news that he offered to us so yeah just gratitude and thankfulness that here we see jesus coming to the crowds knowing and relating to that um being in the crowd ourselves and only by God's grace, him giving us eyes and ears to hear and see um, the goodness that he came to give us. I think it's also um, just a good reminder. Every time we do the podcast, um, we usher in our time with prayer. And in that prayer, we specifically ask Holy Spirit to lead and give us understanding. So I love that here we see that reiterated, right? That it's only the Holy Spirit that can give us understanding, that can point us to Jesus when we read his word. Um, so I find that um, pattern in my own personal prayer and devotion, that he would open my eyes to see him, open my ears to hear what he would have for me, um, to be just that like really good practice and reminder to invite the Holy Spirit for those things that only only He can really do as we read the truths of Scripture. Um, but yeah, I think uh, besides that, what really stood out is just the keen awareness that we have an enemy that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And here in this parable, you know, we see that um, seed is being sown, but the enemy snatches some of it away. Quickly, that's on the path because there's no understanding there. Uh he also can use trials, persecution, hardship um to keep the roots from growing deep there, um in the rocky ground. So again there's no fruit. Um, the enemy can also use the deceitfulness of riches, the deceitfulness of the world to choke out the seeds that are being sown in our hearts, um, as we saw in the picture of the thorns. So I think just that keen awareness that we have an enemy and he is in these different ways, you know, along with our own flesh, um, keeping seeds that are being sown in our life to take root and to, um, produce a fruit. Recently on Sundays, we are going through a series about the church and, um, This past Sunday in our community group, we were just processing through what we had heard, specifically going over the different elements that we participate in on a Sunday gathering, on a Sunday morning, and the intention of each of those parts. We looked at Acts 2 in our group and just thought about the four different ways that the um, believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship to the breaking of bread, and to communal prayer. And in our conversation, we all kind of realized all those things take a lot of intention. Um, They all feed into each other, too. So when you're practicing one, it can oftentimes lead into the practice of another. And we also recognize that our way of life and the way that we do relationships doesn't always naturally create space for devoting ourselves to these four things of teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer. Um, and we admitted definitely like a need for the Lord to change our hearts in these areas so that we could initiate these devotions. During our prayer time at the end of our community group, I just felt really impressed to pray for protection over the seeds that the Holy Spirit had been planting in our time together. I mean, it was just obvious that the Spirit was moving in our hearts, um, some around prayer, some around the idea of intentional breaking of bread. And I know we can all, I know I, can sit in a room and hear something and then discuss it, surmise about it until I'm blue in the face, but then leave and never be changed by it. And so I just, I felt really impressed in our time to just pray for protection against the enemy to take those seeds that were being sown and keep them from growing. So naturally, when I read this passage, that's that's what really st- stuck out to me, that the enemy can come and take those seeds, um, but that we also have a responsibility to nurture the seeds that God is sowing in our hearts, I'm reminded of First Corinthians chapter three, where Paul talks about um, you know, he, there's planting of seeds, there's watering of seeds, but it is truly only God who can give growth to the seeds that have been sown in our hearts. So we know that it's a grace of God that he would even give us a desire to nurture the seeds that have been sown in our hearts. So I wanted to um, just end our time. reflection on this passage by maybe just asking the question going back to that acts 2 passage all four of those things are ways that we can nurture the seeds that have been sown in our hearts as a community devoting ourselves to the apostles teaching to the fellowship to the breaking of bread and to the communal prayer what are the seeds that have been sown in your heart recently And out of those four ways, how could you be nurturing and watering those seeds and asking the Lord by His grace to bring a fruit? By the apostles' teaching, by the fellowship, by the breaking of bread, or through communal prayer? Which of those four ways could you step into to nurture the seeds that God has sown in your heart? Heavenly Father, we are so grateful that you would come to us who were in the crowd um, without ears to hear what you were speaking good news. And you opened our ears and our eyes to see Christ and to be reconciled to you through him. So thank you that we are blessed um, as followers of Jesus, that we can, through the Holy Spirit, receive understanding when you are sowing seeds in our heart. But we also are aware of the enemy and his schemes um, of deceitfulness against us. And so I pray for protection against the seeds that you have sown in my heart, the seeds that you are sowing in those who are listening. Um, And I ask, God, that you would, by your grace, show us how we can, um, with you, nurture those seeds that you are sowing in our hearts by devoting ourselves to Listening and being under the teaching of your word um, by fellowshipping with other believers, by having those intentional breaking of bread moments of conversation and experiencing you together, as well as communal prayer, so that the seeds you are planting will take root and create a fruit a hundredfold, sixtyfold, thirtyfold. We ask these things in your son's name, Jesus, that through our lives and by our prayers your kingdom would come.